Of course, there's a difference between buying a single family home or a small multifamily asset and managing it yourself than investing in a syndication, which is 100% passive. And you got to understand the differences and be okay with whatever decision you're going to make. Some people enjoy, you know, the interaction with tenants. They enjoy fixing something and being in charge of those projects. And some people do not want to do it. They just want to focus on their career to make as much as they can so they can put it towards investments and can retire early. So it really, really depends on what you're looking to do. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth season of Ready to Scale. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. Real estate investing is not rocket science, but it's not a fairy tale either. It's an incredible investment vehicle that builds and grows wealth. I have done it, and this is why so many of the wealthiest people in America and in the world, actually, invest in real estate as well. Listen in every week to learn about all the different real estate asset classes, which strategies experienced and successful investors use to live their best lives, and the processes to do it. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just listen in every week to grow your knowledge along with me and to move your finances to a place where you can live an extraordinary life. This show is sponsored by my company, Blue Lake Capital, where we help passive investors grow their wealth through large multifamily investments and funds. To learn more about my company and invest in with me, visit www.bluelake-capital.com. Welcome to Ready to Scale Season 4. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ready to Scale. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman, founder and CEO of Blue Lake Capital. Before we're going to get to today's show, I just wanted to remind you that we have RevFund, which is a $100 million multifamily value-add fund. If you're interested as an investor to reach out to us, and maybe be part of the fund and invest with us, you can go to our website, www.bluelake-capital.com. Go to invest with us, leave your information. And Jeanette Robinson, our director of investor relations, is going to get back to you, tell you all about it. All right. So today I'm going to talk about something that I have been discussing with so many investors which is how to become a full-time real estate investor. I'm going to lay out the five steps to do that. And I've been speaking with a lot of investors, some of them that were able to successfully transition from their W-2 job into a full-time real estate investor. And it takes time. It's not as simple. But I wanted to walk you through the different steps so you understand how others did it. The first thing that you need to do is get your numbers right. And what I mean by that is just to understand, start with how much money do you have to invest now and understand what is the equity multiple in the market or the returns. And then basically make a very simple calculation over five years. Let's say if I have a million dollars to invest now and the investment returns Let's say we're looking at 6% cash on cash, 13% IRR, which is, let's say, just for the ease of just making this calculation, 2x. So if I invest a million, it's going to be 2 million in five years. So in five years, I'm going to take 2 million now and I'm going to invest them. Maybe then the equity multiple is going to be 1.6. And so make that very quick back of the envelope calculation, making some conservative assumptions because 2x might be a bit too aggressive. 
and understand that if you're 35, 38 years old today, when do you want to retire or retire early? And how much money do you need to have? And then work back and say, okay, today I have 100K or half a million or $250,000 to invest. If every five years I'm doing 1.7X on my money and assume you know, that I'm reinvesting the whole amount, we're going to talk about that later. How does it look like in 10 years, in 15 years? And that's going to help you understand how much you need to start with and how much time it's going to take you to get there. And that's very, very important because without doing it, without having a specific number in mind and a specific deadline of when you want to retire, you're just going to start investing passively and it's not going to be enough. You're not going to know when you know you can retire. You're not really going to know how much money you need to start investing in. Maybe that would change your opinion. Maybe you would want to sell some of your stocks and reinvest it in real estate so you can grow that wealth and carry it over. So maybe in 10 or 12 years, you want to be able to retire early. So getting your numbers right is very, very important to understand how long it's going to take you and how much money you need to start with in order to retire at a certain age. And if you're not sure what the market returns are, you can always talk to a sponsor or other very experienced investors that you know to make sure you understand what to expect. Now, the second step is to choose your strategy. You can basically invest in single family homes, in small multifamily assets, could be four units, seven, 10 units, or you can invest in a syndication with someone like myself, or you can do a combination and diversify and put a little bit, you know, here and a little bit there. And that's the second step, just to choose the strategy that you want to go with and be very consistent. Of course, there's a difference between buying a single family home or a small multifamily asset and managing it yourself, than investing in a syndication, which is 100% passive. And you got to understand the differences and be okay with whatever decision you're going to make. Some people enjoy, you know, the interaction with tenants. They enjoy fixing something and being in charge of those projects. And some people do not want to do it. They just want to focus on their career to make as much as they can so they can put it towards investments and can retire early. So it really, really depends on what you're looking to do. And so after choosing your strategy, the third step is to educate yourself. If you decide to go through the single family homes route and buy homes on your own, got to start reading books about it, listen to podcasts, go to all kinds of events that teach you how to do it. Be careful because sometimes there's a major sell at the end. If you've decided to go with a syndication, spend time vetting the sponsor. And there's a good article on my website, lulecapital.com with information about how to find sponsors and how to vet them, what questions to ask and what to pay attention to. So I would start by going to the website. Does it look professional enough? Because, you know, many times you can see how dedicated they are to the company and attention to details. You can see it all on the website. Look on the website, listen to their podcast, Google them, ask to speak with their team members, with their current investors, and make sure you spend enough time vetting the sponsor, sometimes even more than actually looking at the deal, because many times you want to bet on a jockey, not on a horse. So educating takes time and energy and sometimes a little bit of money, but it's totally, totally worth it. And so, you know, one of the questions that I would 
suggest asking a syndicator if you choose to go with a syndication is whether to invest in their deals. And if not, you want to know why, why not? Ask them to tell you about past challenges. If they're operators in real estate, there's always challenges. If someone says, no, everything has been fine, they're either not experienced enough so they haven't had a chance to get their hands dirty and get some experience under their belt, or they're not being very honest with you and they think that if they say it was all great, that it's going to make them look good. It's not. So there's always a chance. Real estate never happens the way you expect it. And so I would ask to talk about past challenge and how they handled it and see how comfortable they are talking about challenges. If they try to sugarcoat it or if they really tell you how they feel, how they handle it. The most important thing is not that they had or didn't have a challenge, but how they handled it. Do they stay calm? Maybe they use their own money sometimes to fix it. Did they learn anything from it? Did they become better, smarter, you know, stronger operators? That's the main thing you want to look at because these are the type of operators you want to basically, you know, invest with. Ask them if they pay PREF. So PREF is a preferred return, which means that if a deal pays 6% PREF, then every year until investors got their 6%, only then there's an equity split in every dollar that is left from cash flow from the income of the property is being split between the operators and the investors. If there's no PREF, it means that every dollar is being divided from the first dollar and investors that expected 6% return may get only four. So very, very important to ask that. And I believe you should get a PREF as an investor. I think it shows how dedicated a sponsor is to pay the PREF. And basically, they're basically saying we're okay during the whole period not to get paid if we cannot hit the returns that we have projected. And it shows how much they feel strongly about the deal, that they feel very, very confident that they will get those projections. And how, you know, if they're take care of their investors first or themselves. So that's a very, very important question to ask. And one other question that I would ask is how did you perform during COVID? Now, I can tell you that, you know, if a sponsor owns thousands of units, at least one asset did not perform as, you know, well as they would would hope, just statistically speaking, unless they're extremely lucky. And so again, I would want to listen to details. What didn't really work? What did you do to fix it? Were investors get paid during COVID? And if not, how did you handle it? What was your communication with them? So this is the third step to educate yourself, read, listen to podcasts, go to events and vet sponsors if you decide to go and become truly passive with the syndication. The fourth step is to start investing and keep track of returns, which is very important. So once you start investing, I find that many investors, they don't really track every payment as long as it hits their account they don't take the just make a very simple calculation of every month how much money hit their account and then calculate what was the cash on cash very simple if you invested 100k and you sum up all the different basically wires into your account or checks that you got in the mail and it summed to 6000 then 6000 over $100,000, that's a 6% return. So I would keep track of, you know, every investment that you do with every sponsor to make sure that every 12 months you record the returns that you know was the PREF paid, did the sponsor hit the cash on cash? That's very important to know. And if they didn't hit, again, in real estate, it's never 100%. Otherwise, everyone would invest in real estate. 
But if you, they can't hit the projections, it's very important to note whether there was any communication from the sponsor to you as an investor explaining what's going on. I do have a passive investing tracker that I believe you can find on my website. So you can basically plug in the numbers and track all your investments. And I can share with you that, you know, when it comes to investing, we basically keep the cash on cash during the whole period. And of course, distribute to investors every month. However, my recommendation to you as an investor is to take the monthly payments or the quarterly payments if the sponsor you're working with is paying you on a quarterly basis. I would recommend not to use this money unless you actually have to and save it in a different account or put it aside. And once you get the sell proceeds after three, four, five years, combine all those funds and reinvest them. This is how you can get to your goal of retiring early a lot faster, obviously, because you have more to reinvest. Most of the investors that I know, they actually, they don't live off the cash on cash, the cash flow, they save it, and then they can reinvest it in another deal. And so even if you do a 1031 exchange, you can always add the cash on cash. You don't have to, but you can. So you can reinvest it in the next deal and grow your wealth this way. So that would be my recommendation, not to touch the cash flow during the whole period. So that's the fourth step of start investing and tracking those returns to analyze the performance of the sponsors you're working with. The final step is to transition when you're ready, when you reach your cash flow goal and keep vetting deals and keep vetting sponsors as you grow your wealth. At some point, we'll get to this point in your career that you feel comfortable quitting or retiring early because you've accumulated enough cash that is invested in real estate and maybe in other investment vehicles that you feel comfortable letting go of, of your paycheck, there's still, even as a passive investor, there's still work when it comes to reinvesting those funds, looking at new sponsors maybe that you want to work with and vetting them, looking at deals and vetting those deals. So even if you don't work, it's not a nine to five job, but it does take some time to research, to look into, to vet. So while you do that, of course, you can travel. I have investors that travel around the world while investing passively. Some of them combine travel with spending you know, more time with their family. You can enjoy life. You do all of that. You still need to keep analyzing opportunities as they come. And that would be the last step. So if we want to sum up the five step of how to become a full-time real estate investor, get your numbers right, understand how much you need to invest right away and when you want to retire. The second step is to choose your strategy between single family homes, small multifamily syndications, or combination of three. The third step would be to educate yourself so you know what you're doing. The fourth step is to start investing, but also keep track of returns so you'll know who to reinvest your money with. And the final step is to transition once you reach your cash flow goal, travel, spend time with your loved ones, enjoy life, and keep doing it. That's it for today, guys. Be bold, be great, keep pushing forward, and I'll see you on the next episode.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>